Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, you're going to be with me here in the X-Zone in a place that is a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we come to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across the United States, Canada, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, 20 Asian countries, and now across Europe. If you'd like to give me a call, our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Now that is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii, at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address tonight is a little different than usual. It uh, is no, it's the same one because it, that is running, I believe. Yes, thank you. Exone at talkstarradio.com on MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And unfortunately, our websites are down tonight because we are changing to a dedicated server because of the uh, the massive increase in people coming to our website for information and listening to our archives. So we apologize for any inconvenience. Uh, a number of our sites are down. Our technical staff are working on getting the servers up. And this is a uh, growth it's, this is a part of growing because, you know, I remember when we started, oh my heavens, uh, going back to September 2004 here on the Talkstar Radio Network, we had a very small shared server. Then we had to go to a reseller server. And now here we are on a dedicated server. On tonight's show, joining me in a few minutes, Christine Nightingale will be joining me. We're going to be talking talking about angels, healing, and past lives. Dita Wegman in hour number two, the importance of sleep and dreaming. Dave Brian David Anderson joins us with Earth Changes and More in hour number three. And Marsha McMahon in hour number four. This lady channels Lady Diana and John Lennon from the other side. That's tonight here on the X-Zone. Once again... One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. And contact me by email exone at talkstarradio.com. My guest this hour is Christine Nightingale. Christine is a certified hypnotherapist. She is certified by the National Guild of Hypno- Hypnotists, and uh, she sees clients for smoking, 
weight loss, and overcoming fears and phobias. She has specialized training in hypnotic past life regression. Christine is able to channel information about her clients' angels and past lives as well. Sometimes this information comes uh, during the course of a Reiki treatment. Reiki is a form of hands-on healing used using channeled energy, and Christine is a Reiki master. Christine teaches alternative therapy and holistic nutrition at George Brown College in Toronto. She has had a healing practice using various modalities for 11 years now, and she is based in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. And Christine, how are you, young lady? Long time no talk. It has been a couple of years, Rob. It's great to talk to you. Well, it's great having you back, and congratulations on your many successes. Well, thank you so much. And congratulations are uh, due to you also. Well, thank you very much. Christine, we have to take a commercial break now. You and I will be back in two minutes. When we come back, let's start talking about the interesting parts of angels. We can also talk about hypnosis. And past life regression, all this and more, Exonation, this hour with my very special guest, Christine Nightingale. If you'd like to get more information on Christine, she has a great website at www.nightingalehealing.com. That's www.nightingalehealing.com. Christine Nightingale and I will return on the other side of this two-minute commercial break here on the Exon. My producer tonight at Master Control is the one and only Supergirl. Hey, Supergirl, nice working with you tonight. The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, will continue on the other side of this two-minute break from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on the Talkstar Radio Network. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? 
Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. Christine Nightingale is my special guest. Her website is www.nightingalehealing.com. Christine, virtually every Chris, uh, every religion mentions angels as messengers of God. Many people also believe in guardian angels. Now, Christine, does everyone have angels and guardian angels around them? Yes, Rob, although what people call them varies and also how they are described. Some people talk about connecting to source for answers to problems mm-hmm. in their lives. Some people say that a mother can always tell what is happening with her child, even at a distance of hundreds of miles, and call it women's intuition. I call it getting messages from your child's angels. Can I give you an example from my own life? I would love it. When uh, my daughter, who is now 22, when she was a teenager, she used to stay out late sometimes, and I would be very, very worried about her. And I would always just put into my head... Julie's angel, please let me know that she's okay. Now, mothers always have contact with their children's angels. Mm-hmm. They don't have to know their names. It's just an automatic thing that goes with the territory. As soon as I put out that message, please let me know Julie's okay, within a minute she would always call, every time. And that happened so many times. So I know that was her angel helping me. Mm-hmm. To, and uh, uh, there's other ways of looking at it. Some people call it a gut feeling when they know instinctively that a certain situation is dangerous and right. they avoid it. Or perhaps they might change planes due to a hunch, and the plane they would have been on crashes. I call that help from angels. That's where you get your intuition. But if one person gets the hunch to change planes, why doesn't everyone on that plane get the same hunch? Because some people have completed their life task, and they've reached one of their exit points, and it's time for them to go. Is this all part of the plan? It's part of what we make as our very own contract before we ever enter this life. We choose certain things, and one of the things we choose is potential exit points um, when we plan our lives before we arrive. And uh, yes, if that's one of the potential exit points, then people leave at that time. Christine, how many angels do people have? In my understanding from channeling for people, most people have three angels. One is a male energy, one is a female energy, and one is a child energy. Now, angels may portray themselves as a brown-haired woman of 29 or a black man of 60, just for our convenience, since actually they are ageless. One of those angels might be concerned with helping you fulfill your life task. One of them might be especially helpful in managing relationships. The child angel is usually concerned with getting in touch with your own true self. That's the self that came trailing clouds of glory, as William Wordsworth said, when you first came from spirit for this incarnation. What's the difference between a guide and an angel, then? Rob, in my understanding, an angel is a specialized type of being, which has either never been a human in the usual sense, Mm -hmm. or was last a human ages ago, and has acquired enough attributes to be permanently in a higher state. 
In any case, the function of angels is to give us unconditional love and guidance, help us to accomplish worthy goals, become our own true selves, and find our way back to God. But a guide is different. A guide may be one of two things. It could be the essence of what a person lived in a past life, in other words, their own, a part of their own higher self, and all of that information is, of course, still available in the subconscious mind. Or a guide could also be the spirit of a former human who chooses to stay on this plane to be of assistance. Gotcha. Where do angels originate from? Are, are they born? Are they created? Uh, have they been with us or in the cosmos since the beginning of creation? There's a couple of theories about that. One theory is that God created the whole race of angels ready to go at the beginning of time before ever creating humanity and that they already had all these attributes, including like a complete knowledge of God. The other theory is that the human race has been around for millions of years, which scientists do actually agree with, and that those souls that have lived enough lives to be incarnated many, many, many times until they reach all the knowledge they need, they ascend and they stay ascended as angels. Christine, can an, can an angel be a deceased loved one? I do remember one instance when I channeled the name of a woman's guide for her, and she was very moved because it was the name of her deceased mother, and that mother had a very unusual name. Mm -hmm. So my client had thought since her mother's passing that her mother was her guide, and I would have to agree with her on that one. Now, that, that I think, would be a guide in my understanding. It's a guide, like uh, differentiated from angel, in that someone who's actually been a human being that you knew is right. a guide. Okay, so a guide is someone that we have known in our life, in, in this existence, yes. and an angel is a messenger. Yes, and, and uh, the messenger has been with us for at least since our conception and probably in previous incarnations. All right. Now, there are many depictions of angels, but usually they're, they're shown as... You know, men or ladies dressed in white with beautiful wings. Now, what do angels actually look like? Well, you know, that's interesting because um, I have seen a lot of angels in my mind's eye. And I do remember once doing a Reiki treatment on a pregnant lady who was having a very difficult pregnancy. And I saw up in the corner of the room a little cherub, you know, just like the depictions of the baby angels. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was her child's angel. Uh, now, I'm not saying I saw it physically. I saw it with my mind's eye. So that one was interesting because it did look like the depictions. I've also seen them as beings of light without either recognizable facial features or human bodies. They can portray themselves to our sight in ways that do not frighten us, and they will do that if they're going to show themselves at all. But, in fact, they can be much larger than humans, like big enough to fill the sky or 10 feet tall. Or they can be tiny, or they can have multiple wings, or they can be in different colors, such as blue or gold. Why are angels so rarely ever seen by people in everyday life? Actually, you know, Rob, that's a very interesting question. Uh, most people do not recognize it when they actually have an angel encounter. And I think most people have had them. Mm -hmm. um, angels can and do coalesce a human-looking body in a matter of seconds in order to effect an angel rescue, which are much more common than most people realize. If you have ever had a situation in which a person came from out of nowhere to help you out of a difficulty and then disappeared without even waiting for a thank you, 
and you never saw them again, it was probably an angel rescue. I've had several, and sometimes people have them and never know it. I don't think there's one person listening tonight who has not had that happen to them, whether they want to admit it or not. I've had it happen to me a couple of times. Could you tell about one of your experiences? Well, sure. The one that I can remember uh, most clearly was um, I was I was in the police force many years ago, mm-hmm. and we responded to an accident call. Yeah. And we got to the accident, and uh, there was a, uh, a person in from one of the vehicles sitting on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And there was this other person who was over near the other vehicle where there was someone uh, who was, you know, they were just jam-packed in the, in the vehicle. And this person was actually holding the person in such a position that they could breathe. Mm-hmm. Well, once the paramedics got there and took over the scene, we went to find the person who had been there with the with the other victim that was trapped in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find them. Right. That's we could, perfect. We, we could not find them. That's and perfect. you know what? Yeah. My partner and I knew that they were there, and there was no way that they could have left the scene. It was on a it was on a country road. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were only the two vehicles involved, and this person was gone. That's so wonderful that kind of story because it indicates that the person who needed help breathing it mm-hmm. wasn't their time to go. So their angel came and rescued them, and had to appear in a physical form because otherwise it couldn't have happened. They had to yeah. take on a body. Mm-hmm. But it takes an awful lot of energy for an angel to do that, so as soon as their job is done, they disappear again. They can't see them. And, and, you, know, and you know, responding to other accidents, you hear these stories uh, not only from the victims, you hear the stories from the paramedics, you hear the story from the firefighters, and you hear the story from other police officers. Yes, yes, that's right. I've had several of them myself, Brad, than the one that was rescued. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just a wonderful experience when that happens because you know that you're being watched over and protected, and, and you will be here as long as you need to for whatever you need to accomplish. Where do angels live? Well, my understanding is they're on another plane which coexists for this one. It's mm-hmm. not physically separated in the sense of being up in heaven. That's a child's idea. It's simply another dimension which coexists with ours, and for that reason they can instantly appear in our dimension and be seen for as long as they need to be. Uh, children, for example, uh, will be shown an angel, like a child who has a secret friend. It's mm-hmm. an angel. They, they are not imaginary. They are real, but only the child can see them because the child is still in touch with spirit and doesn't have any preconceived notions about what can and cannot exist. Like, I stopped seeing angels when I was five when I realized my brother couldn't see them. <laughs> but then I started later again, you know. But um, it's just uh, they're there, uh, and some of us can see into that dimension, and some of us can't. You know, children are, are so blessed, mm-hmm. and and we... Adults underestimate the value of children. Mm-hmm. Well, they're um, they're much closer to spirit. Oh, exactly. In fact, our daughter Belinda used to have tea parties with her special friends, and wow. you know what? I, I I would never discourage her. Good for never. you. Never. I would never discourage her, because, well, for one thing, I I did not know what she was seeing, and I believed that she had and still has the ability to see, hear, and understand things that adults have long forgotten. Yes. Until the age of seven. You know, it's interesting because the Catholic Church used to say that seven was the age of reason. Mm -hmm. Reason. That means that it was the time when still 
imagining things, and actually it's unfortunately the opposite. It's the, the point where children stop being able to have direct contact with the spirit world, in most cases. Christine, you and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. We'll be back shortly. Christine Nightingale is our very special guest this hour, Exo Nation. Her website is www.nightingalehealing.com. That's www.nightingalehealing.com. Christine and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. We'll be back. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Christine Nightingale is my special guest uh, tonight on this first hour of the X-Zone, everyone. Welcome back. Christine's uh, website is www.nightingalehealing.com. That's www.nightingalehealing.com. Christine and I are talking about angels, and uh, so far, you know, we've we basically put um, we, we we've talked about the difference between a guide and an angel, how many angels a person has. We've talked about what angels look like. I even shared a story of an angel encounter that I personally had years ago. So basically, Christine. What is their function? What is the are they are they, they're messengers, but they're also protectors. It sounds sounds like they're our best friend whenever we're in our most dire time of need. That they'll be there. Exactly, Rob. They are supposed to help us achieve our life task, which we decided on with their help mm-hmm. before entering this plane of existence. Our true home is on the other side. We choose our parents and our life circumstances and challenge, which will help us achieve the attributes we want to acquire in a particular lifetime. Many souls are actually reluctant to enter this veil of tears as it is seen on the other side. From the great deal of past life work I have done, it is clear that being born is far harder for the soul than dying. One of the things which angels do is to remind us of our higher purpose when we get too discouraged. If we feel life has no purpose, and especially when severe challenges discourage us, they are able to get us back on track. 
You know, Christine, I've talked to many members of the medical profession, many members who work with uh, in um, hospices. Yes. And at that time of passing, mm-hmm. when one leaves this realm of what we call reality to to go to the next chapter, yes. they will tell me, that, and they will tell anyone who, who takes the time to talk to these wonderful workers, mm-hmm. that something very special happens. And, and they're very proud and they're, you know, it's to them it's a special moment when the person passes because they know that that person is not alone. Mm-hmm. That person is always met by loved ones. Yes. And at the time of passing, they they have even talked of the the scent of roses in the air. Yes, that's or, the smell of an angel. Yes. You know, you know, and for anyone who ever doubts that angels are real. Take the time to talk to a medical prof- uh, practitioner or a medical professional who works in a hospice or in a geriatric ward of a hospital. Mm-hmm. They have amazing stories, and all you have to do is ask, and, and they will share these stories with you. Yes. Actually, uh, we uh, all know the stories of uh, going to the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother is a diabetic, and on a couple of occasions he was at the point of death, and he had the opportunity to see that light and to, de- to decide not to go there yet. Is it a decision that we make not to go, or is it a decision that is made by uh, by the powers to be that, no, you're not, it's not your time, go back? Usually it's a decision that's really made by them. They, they say, you know, you're not supposed to go yet, you mm-hmm. better go back now, you know, and we'll, we'll take care of the situation. Um, you know, like you have to deal with the physical stresses that you're going through right now that are putting you at the point of death, but it's not your time to go. One of our listeners, uh, Robin Scarborough, would like to know if you have ever run into or if you have ever heard any stories about bad angels. No. No. I don't believe... First of all, you have Mm -hmm. to get something clear on my own philosophy. I don't believe that there is such a thing as evil. I think it's the absence of good. But certainly an angel could not possibly be bad. Uh, A human being could certainly have a very great absence of good, but they wouldn't be totally... And and yet, in in the Bible, it talks about fallen angels. Well, there's a lot of theories about that, but I've read the Bible through a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really say any such thing. I'd, I'd love to see where the le- reference is, but I've re- I haven't found it in my reading of the Bible. <laughs> oh, okay, because we've had guests on who say that the nef- uh, Nephilim that are mentioned in the Bible are actually fallen angels. So I that, just thought I'd... that term "fallen angels" does not appear anywhere in the Old or New Testament. Uh, there are theories about uh, you know extraterrestrials that appeared to human beings, and they were called the Watchers, and they were called the Nephilim, and they were mm-hmm. called you know by various other names, but. I don't think they have anything to do with angels, in my understanding. Okay, that's great. Um, are there different types of angels for different types of people? Um, not in my own experience. I think that uh, children uh, perhaps are in a separate category because they need to have adult angels to take care of them if mm-hmm. the adults in their life aren't doing a very good job. So uh, I have certainly heard of a situation where uh, I think the mother had some kind of medical condition and she fainted and there were several very young children and uh, there wasn't anybody going to be home all day long because her husband wasn't expected home and 
when the children were found, and it was a very cold winter's day, uh, the room where they were found was uh, very warm, and uh, they were they had been fed and they had been changed, and uh, they just said, "Oh well, the the big ladies were taking care of us, you know, and they kept us warm and they fed us and took care of us." And, that's all they had to say because they were very young children. So I think that's a special situation. But I think for adults, uh, as I've said, almost all adults have an adult male energy, an adult female energy, and a child energy. And interestingly enough, of course, the, the child energy is the one that is most often not listened to. And it's quite true that angels will complain that they're not listened to. If a particular person is completely out of touch with some aspect of themselves, then that angel, it's not that they haven't been trying, it's just that they haven't been listened to. But uh, my understanding is that every adult has at least those three. And then there are people like Mother Teresa who, who had like 100 angels around her because of all the great work that she did. You can ask for extra angels, by the way, anytime you need to particularly uh, do a, a very difficult project. You can ask for extra angels and they will come and help you. So, yes, in, in answer to your question, uh, people who are doing particularly important or wonderful work, they will be able to have extra angels around them, which gives that impression that they're filled with light, you know? Mm -hmm. How can I find out who my angels are? Well, you could come see me, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> when I do a Reiki treatment with people, uh, because it's right in their energy field, I can get that information for them. It's, uh, it's How can there be so many people in the world with the same angels? Angels can be in multiple places at the same time. So there are certain angels that have specific tasks that will be working simultaneously, let's say, with 18 people, mm -hmm. and other angels that work just with the one person. But they don't have any restrictions of time and space. That's totally a fiction which we live in because it's all we can comprehend is time and space. But in their existence, it doesn't matter. So there's nothing stopping them being multiple places. Christine Nightingale is our special guest. Her website is www.nightingalehealing.com. That's www.nightingalehealing.com. Christine, what is an angel rescue? Well, you mentioned one of them that you had witnessed. Oh, all, all, all right. I, now I understand. That, they, that is the story in which an angel actually does a rescue until other people get there to carry on the, the task. Yes, or in some cases, they rescue someone who absolutely would not have survived without their assistance. Um, certainly, that's what happened with myself in a couple of instances. So, shall I tell you one of them? Sure, please. Okay, well, when I was a nine-year-old child, I lived out in the country, northern Ontario, and we took a school bus to school. Um, and we lived on a highway, which was on a hill. And it was an extremely dangerous location because the cars were going at highway speeds, but they couldn't see over the hill. And it was a scene of uh, many accidents, some of them fatal. And one day, uh, I was crossing the school bus to get back to my house. And you know, there was nothing you could do about the fact that there was no visibility. Mm -hmm. And as I was stepping into the middle of the road, I could see a car approaching me at highway speed. I knew that I could not possibly get out of the way in time. And I was prepared to die, and um, then all of a sudden I was on the side of the road. That was all there was to it. <laughs> I, I didn't move myself. I was right. just on the side of the road. The car went by. So that's another example. I'm sure in your work you hear many angel stories. Yes, I do. <laughs> what, what, what is the one angel story that 
that you that you look at as being the angel story that you have ever heard? You know, that would be a very, very difficult one to answer. All right, what is your um, favorite angel story? Okay, this is an angel story about a lady who um, didn't even identify what she heard as an angel. She was riding um, on the highway, and uh, she had her child in the back seat in the car. And um, she actually heard a man's voice, very commanding, saying to her, move that child now. And she was quite shocked. I mean, she didn't even believe in angels, but, you know, somehow, and she couldn't look around, she couldn't see anybody, but she parked the car, moved the baby onto the other side of the car, mm-hmm. in his car seat, and got back on the highway, and minutes later was broadsided by a truck, and the baby would have been killed if he hadn't been moved. So that's rather cool, I mean, as far as, it's an angel rescue story, but it's also a story about how angels can help us even if we don't really know what they are or what their function is. In the recent movie, City of Angels, a male angel who was played by Nicolas Cage, and this is one of my favorite movies, falls in love with a female doctor and chooses to to fall to earth to be with her. Mm-hmm. Are parts of this movie in line with what you understand? For example, could an angel actually come to earth and live as a person? I don't know of any instance where an adult angel came to earth to stay. Some people, though, say that severely challenged children, especially those who live for very short lives, are angels. And even children with no challenges who die young are often remembered as angels by their families. This may actually be true. People can learn a lot from a child who gives unconditional love. And I do have a friend who has a daughter who is 12 years old, and I believe she's an angel because she is such an unusual child, just absolutely filled with love, you know, unbelievable. Um, that's so unusual that I believe that perhaps she's in that category. And, uh, you know, my friend believes it, too, and it sort of scares her because of what we've just talked about. Mm-hmm. Speaking about movies, in a much older movie, It's, it's a Wonderful Life uh, with Jimmy Stewart, an angel has uh, to earn his wings by helping a man uh, come to terms with the meaning of life. Is this something angels can also do? Yes, Um In that movie, it was played for laughs, but I do think that angels have the task of helping us understand why we are here. So Jimmy Stewart's character came to understand that his humble job granting small bank loans to ordinary people made a tremendous difference to many lives. It's often the task of the angels to help us understand that all of us, no matter how ordinary our lives, do make a difference because we are all connected. It's funny, people seem to really believe in angels at Christmas time. Yes, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, well, of course, there is that direct association mm-hmm. of the angel story because uh, Gabriel came to tell Mary that she was going to have Jesus. Yes, but I, I often wonder why people don't think of angels the entire year. You know, if you look around, I mean, I happen to personally have a collection of angels, and they come in all sizes and shapes, and they've been gifts in many cases from people who know that I collect them. Mm-hmm. But if you look around, do you notice how many there are? I mean, just any gift store? You know, most people, uh, they have depictions of angels somewhere in their surroundings, even if they're not even conscious of it. You know what? I've, I've never really noticed, but I certainly will from now on. <laughs> Well, I like it right in the room I'm sitting in. I have literally dozens of depictions of angels. They range from carvings to uh, a metal statue to uh, little pottery things to, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, paintings on the wall. I mean, one my daughter did with a bunch of feathers on it, you know. 
Uh, and pe- oh, there's one really cool one that my brother took a, a photograph of a, an angel in a cemetery somewhere in South America. He doesn't remember the name of the cemetery. This is a statue of an angel, and it's crying. It's crying? Yeah. It's very cool. A sad angel. Well, it's it's in a cemetery, you know, so... uh, Plus, I guess there are many things that we humans do that make the angels cry. uh, Yes, I suppose that's true, because they know what we're supposed to be doing, but we so often forget. Like, we all make these contracts between lives to do certain things, to right certain wrongs, to to get back in touch with a certain energy of a person that we might have hurt, to try Mm -hmm. to get it right this time, but... So often people uh, forget, you know. The children don't forget. Like children do remember. Like so many children talk about their past lives, for example, or even life on the other side. But yeah, most angels um, are probably disappointed in their own the people they're in charge of. Yeah. Christine, please stand by. We have to take our final break. Christine okay. Nightingale is our special guest. www.nightingalehealing.com. That's www.nightingalehealing.com. In the next hour, Dita Wegman joins us. We're going to be talking about how important sleep is to you and what your dreams are actually trying to tell you. That's in the next hour here on the X-Zone on the Talk Star Radio Network. Don't go away. This is the X-Zone Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
Christine Nightingale has been my guest this hour. First of all, Christine, great having you back with us, and uh, thank you very much for sharing your time with us here on the Exxon and talking to us about angels tonight. You're welcome. Um, let's just talk a little bit about past life regression. We've got only a few minutes left, and uh, when do you know that the first life you're having is the first one? It's got to start somewhere. Well, yes, but as far as I understand it, all human souls were created at least centuries, probably millennia ago. I think for most people, we're probably on our 25th life or our 100th life. So um, I don't know whether God still creates new souls, but I rather think that most people, uh, everyone I've ever met has, has been around a number of times. Why do we keep on making the same mistakes on this planet? For example, all the wars, all the homeless, all the hungry, all the sick. If we've been doing this for so many times, how come we haven't learned that we to live in harmony, to live, live in unity, to live yes. in unison would be the ideal way to live? I think if more of us became spiritually aware, we would understand that you know it's, it makes no sense at all to look down on a a different gender, a different race, a different religion, because well, chances are we've already been that, you know, and um, really, you're, you've got the right idea. Unity is what we need, and we all are one. We all are part of the same human family, and uh, the more we become spiritually aware, the more we will realize that. So what's next for Christine Nightingale? Well, um... I see you're doing Reiki, you're doing hypnotherapy, you're doing angel readings, you're you're, you're teaching at George Brown College. Yes. What do you do next? What's your next accomplishment? I think I just want to get the word out there about the fact that there's many different ways we can develop ourselves mm -hmm. and find our own true selves. Um, that the spiritual aspect of life is uh, a lot more important than the material aspect. For most people, it's uh, such a revelation when they start to understand that, when they start to understand that they have something unique to contribute, which nobody else in the world can contribute. And we do have help from our angels in order to do that. Christine, tell our listeners how they can contact you. Well, I guess the easiest way would be uh, to get on the website uh, if they wanted to do that, or they could call me uh, at home. Uh, 905-453-8095. I don't mind giving that out. I mean, that's all right. They can call me by, um, e they can email me. But it's uh, night I angel 92 at hotmail.com. Christine, thank you very much again for joining us. Look forward to talking to you in the near future. Okay, Rob. Thank you. Take care. Have a great evening. Christine Nightingale, www nightingalehealing.com or you can call her at area code 905-453-8095 when I come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past Dita Wegman will be joining me we're going to be talking about sleep dreams and prophecy all this and more as the Exxon continues right here on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada <laughs> 